Hello, welcome to your Damascus Daily Prayer Lab. My name is Aaron Richards. I'm one of the executive directors here at Damascus, where we are working to awaken, empower, and equip a generation to live the adventure of the Catholic faith. Also one of your co-hosts here on St. Gabriel Radio of Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Friends, today we're going to be listening to a reading from Luke's Gospel, chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. Jesus was teaching in a synagogue on the Sabbath, and a woman was there who, for 18 years, had been crippled by a spirit. She bent over, completely incapable of standing erect, and when Jesus saw her, he called out to her and said, Woman, you are set free of your infirmity. He laid his hands on her, and she at once stood up straight and glorified God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant that Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, said to the crowd in reply, There are six days when work should be done. Come on those days to be cured, not on the Sabbath day. And the Lord said to him in reply, Hypocrites, does not each one of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the manger and lead it out for watering? This daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound for 18 years now, ought she not have to be set free on the Sabbath from this bondage? When he said this, all his adversaries were humiliated. And the whole crowd rejoiced at all the splendid deeds done by him. Once again, this is from Luke's Gospel, chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. How good it is to see uh, Jesus performing these amazing miracles of freedom and deliverance. The Lord says in his, uh, in his own mission statement, we see it in Luke chapter 4, that uh, he has come to set prisoners free. And this is such a beautiful example where the Lord Jesus enters into this woman's life in this case. He sets her free from the uh, bondage that she had been under. It says Satan had bound her for 18 years. So Jesus delivers her from this demonic oppression and then also heals her body as she stands up straight and glorifies God. What's the reaction of the leaders of the synagogue, of course? It's anger and hostility toward the fact that Jesus didn't work according to the way that he would have desired or he would have preferred. And I just want, I want to invite us in today's reading to reflect on the times when I have been that synagogue leader and at the times when I have been the woman accused. So in this story, we see Jesus uh, acting in righteousness, but being condemned on account of having done it in a way that was different from the preference of the guy in charge. Uh, it's easy to talk about yourself in the role of Jesus, of being beaten up because uh, you're trying to do something different. Everybody wants to cheer for Jesus in this story, at least I hope you do. But more often than not, I find myself being convicted in the role of the synagogue official where I see someone who, in the practice of their faith, or in the way that they, I don't know, feel called to love, or feel called to worship, may do so 
in a way that's different from what I would prefer. Just, just a little encouragement that uh, we should uh, look to the example of Jesus here, that when somebody is uh, pursuing the Lord with a pure heart, it is best that we align ourselves with the fact that uh, God is being glorified rather than the fact that I may not prefer this style, right? That's, of course, not ex- exactly the purpose of this reading. We see that when the synagogue officials question Jesus, um, he uses that, that, that word hypocrite. Uh, it's not on account of the fact that styles are different. It's on account of the fact that the object of Jesus's worship was the Father. The object of Jesus's activity was the Father, but the object of those Pharisees was themselves, was their own self-improvement, was their own status, and uh, the, the way that others might think about them. I think about my experience at Mass on Sunday. How often have I or have you kneeled a little straighter when we know that somebody's watching, right? Acted in such a way that uh, while certainly we are trying to be present to the Lord and trying to be there, really we're all too concerned about what others might think or what others might say. Let us be reminded that in our worship of the Lord, we, we need to keep our eyes on him to do what is right, and to encourage others to do the same. God bless.